This is the Make Money Blogging Podcast, episode 35 with digital nomad wannabe founder, Sharon Goulet. In today's episode, I'm giving you an update from my latest case study. This case study is about my blog about Malaysian travel that I started in October 2018, so about three and a half years ago at the time of recording this. It's pretty exciting as this is my first update since Malaysia finally opened its borders a month ago and a lot has been happening. I'm also discussing content. I'm covering how you can work out how much each blog post is worth on your site so you know if it's worth either outsourcing more content or writing more yourself. This is really integral to how I run my business as I outsource a lot of content. So I need to keep checking that there is a return. But even if you aren't outsourcing, how do you know if writing more content is worth your time? You know, that it has value to it and that's what we're going to discuss today. Now, this episode is for you if you want to be more strategic with your time and money as you build your blogging business so you can stop adding more content and just hoping things will work out. You know, hope shouldn't really be part of your your strategy. This is how you can work out that it will work out, that it's worth that extra content. It's also for you if you love my case study updates. Now, if you've never heard or read one of my updates before, I do recommend you listen to episode 12 first and then come back to this where I give more of an introduction to what it's about. But let's get started. Welcome to the Make Money Blogging Podcast with digital nomad wannabe. Each week on this show, you'll find actionable tips and strategies for growing traffic and income from your blog with no fluff so you can quit the day job and have more freedom to do what you love. From SEO to affiliate marketing to blogging business strategies, it's all here. Let's start with your host, digitalnomadwannabe.com founder, Sharon Gourlay. So today we're talking about the value your blog content has and my latest case study. I'm going to start with the case study update as I'm bursting to share my April numbers after Malaysia finally opened their border on April 1, so this is in 2022. Now, if you aren't interested in this case study, feel free to skip ahead a bit to my information on content production. You won't want to miss that. Now, this is my 12th update, and you can watch and listen to the first 11 at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash case study. Like I said before, I recommend you at least listen to episode 12 of the podcast first, or you can get an overview of the case study at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash case study. Now, my last update was just a month ago with March figures from right before the border opened, and you can find that at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash episode 34. But all these links and everything you need to know are at today's show notes at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash episode 35. And if you enjoyed today's show, then make sure you subscribe to the Make Money Blogging Podcast and leave a review. Now, in March, my traffic was 69,000 page views and 48,500 users. In April, I did share towards the end of the month in the DNW Facebook group that I had hit 100,000 page views. Yay! Um, you know, that felt good to finally get there. I had thought I would hit it a couple of years ago, but that's okay. We're there now. This did keep growing. And by the end of April, it was 114,000 page views and 77,000 users. So that's a great result. And it's so great to know that this site was still just doing well in the background, you know, and the only reason it wasn't getting the page views and the money, you know, was because of the pandemic, which obviously, you know, it wouldn't have been. Um, but it is good to know that it was still ranking well in Google, that everything was going well and, it, you know, just needed um, the border to open. So traffic is still increasing and it's even higher now a few days into May. It's definitely on a nice upward projection. So I'm excited. You know, I I'm, I'm really want to get to, you know, quarter of a million page views. That would be really nice and to keep going up, of course, from there. 
And this is far and away my best month ever. Um, And thankfully, it wasn't just my best month ever for traffic, but also income. So in March, I made $683. In April, it was $2,186. It was actually over double my next best month over the period that I've had this site. Now, this was made up of Agoda through travel payouts, and that was $747. Now, this is an estimate because, you know, hotel bookings get cancelled, especially in COVID times. Um, but actually, even though I say especially in COVID times, I, I wouldn't actually say my cancellation is worse than it was before at the moment because so many people are booking last minute, especially with the border having just opened. Um, so I actually, 747 is 70% of what it's predicting at the moment when I log in um, as the maximum I could earn. So I'm saying 30% might cancel, um, which I think is still being quite conservative because actually most of the bookings were for April. So they were already confirmed um, and, I, you know, I will get that. It's sort of already locked. So I feel this is a fair amount to sort of estimate of what I would have made in April from hotels. My highest uh, income source was Azoic, so advertising. I, I got $932 from that and I'm really happy with this. As it's still got a sizable Asian audience, I think it's about 48% Malaysian and then like another 25%, maybe more is Singaporean. Uh, and then there's a mixture of heaps of places in the rest, some of which is Asia. The bigger ones of the rest is like Australia, US, UK. But, that, you know, it is still obviously the majority of the site is still Asian, which affects my ad revenue. So, yeah, I am very happy with that. The RPM for that is going up as well as I get a more international audience. Now, I also made some money from Kluke, uh, which is activities and tours, if you haven't heard of them. They're quite Asian-focused, but they are international as well. Um, so it's $180. Viatar, I made $5 on a tour sale. I made $262 on bus and ferry tickets using a site uh, called EasyBook and Bus Online Ticket. And I sold one of my digital products for $25. And I made about $35 from rental cars, rentalcars.com. That was through travel payouts as well. So it was good to actually finally get something from that because I've been looking to them for years. And finally, we're making some rental car money. Now, if you've been following this, you know I care just about or even more about the RPM of the site, so how much I make per 1,000 users as the overall amount because it's been pretty crappy and rising this will make a bigger difference. Like it's great to get 100,000 more page views, like obviously, you know, bring it on, I want more. But if I can double my RPM, like I double my income like as well and generally it can actually, especially at this level when I've got so many posts and such an audience already, can be easier to double your RPM than to double your traffic. And the good news is too, you know, if you can get your RPM, if you can just get your site better monetized, as your traffic grows, your income will just grow that much faster. So in March, it was $14.09 or 1.4 cents per user. You can also look at it. My general rule for a site is I like to see about 10 cents per user. So this is like far lower. Um, But in April, it was $28. Dollars and 39 cents. So it actually doubled or 2.83 cents per user. So obviously I'm incredibly happy with this increase. Who wouldn't be happy with double? You know, you'd kind of hope with borders opening that something like this would happen. And it's a relief to see it going up so quickly and so much so that I can hope that it can still keep doing that because it is still much lower than I'd like. I mean, right now I would probably be super happy if it got to about five cents. You know, this is a Malaysian site. It does have a lot of Asian traffic. You know, it's not going to monetize as well as my travel blog that had, you know, half American, half Australian traffic. Um, But yeah, I I do want it higher than 2.8 cents. So what next? 
it's time to slowly start checking and updating the content of the site. I feel like with $2,000 earned, I can reinvest some of that in making that happen. I've actually hired back a VA that used to work for me to fact check everything over the next month um, because my, my full-time VA that I've had for years, you know, she has plenty of other things to do for me. So I'm bringing someone in to do that because it does need to be done. I do have a Facebook group for this Malaysia site and that's taking off more and more, getting more people, getting more questions. It's nice to see that active again. Um, but, you know, I feel a bit iffy every time I share my posts in there when I don't know how accurate they are anymore. So I do think it's important I get this all checked and we'll slowly fix the problems. Um, if I at least have a list, I'll know where the dodgiest stuff is or maybe it's all pretty okay. I, don't, I just don't really know. I haven't been in Malaysia myself yet. If tons of hotels shut or whatever else, and I just want to be on top of that. I'm also getting a couple of more articles written this month. It's all slowly, slowly at the moment though. Uh, because next month we actually fly to Europe for three months. We're going to go traveling. You know, we've been in Australia. We haven't been allowed to leave the country. It's been so long for people that used to go away, you know, every school holidays, you know, we're away like four or five times a year. And it's been like longer than I want to say. <laughs> so we're really excited for three months in Europe. But I'm definitely trying to have as little on my plate as possible in that time. So, you know, there's only so much I can do. It's kind of a shame this is taking off right when I'm not going to have the time. But I'm hopeful it'll all keep growing without my input anyway, though. As more people travel there, you know, there's every reason to have hope that this is only going to get better. Um, and as much as I said before, hope shouldn't be part of a strategy. <laughs> it shouldn't in an ideal world, right? But with the pandemic, there is a lot that's outside your control, especially in travel. Um, so I guess it's hard not to have hope in there a little bit. I do hope, though, that you found this interesting and relatable as we all battle the changing conditions in the world. So let's switch gears now and talk about content and how you can work out what content is worth to your site. And by this, I mean, if you wrote a blog post today, how much money would it earn you? Would it be worth it? Is it worth to sit here right now and spend half a day writing a blog post or a day? Or, you know, I've heard some of you say it takes you a couple of weeks. Let's work out if that's actually worth it. Is that a good use of your time? Or if you spent $100 outsourcing an article, would you get your money back? How long would it take to make a profit? Is that smart? Should you just invest every cent you earn from your blog this month because it will be worth it? You know, let's see if we can work that out. I'm going to start by describing how to work this out um, using the figures for my Malaysia site since we just went through them all. Now, a really sort of quick and dirty way is to look at the number of posts on a site and the income and work out how much each one earns on average. So my Dive in Malaysia site actually has exactly 210 posts at the moment. And like I said, it earned 2,186. So 2,186 divided by 210 is $10.41 per month per article. Okay. Now what I will add here is if I just posted some new posts on there, I wouldn't actually count them when working this out. Okay. You know, if you're using SEO like me, let's take a little while for posts to, to start really getting traffic and getting some traction. The general rule that I use is three months to start earning money. Okay. So I wouldn't count any posts for this calculation published in the last three months. But that's based on my own experience with my own sites and you can make an own decision for your own site about when to start counting a post in these calculations based on past performance. Um, but most of the time it probably won't be immediately, but sometimes, you know, I definitely have some sites where some types of content I know immediately they would go to that top page in Google search results. So I would count it immediately. Now, basically this means if I can earn $10.41 per month, I'm just going to round it to $10, make it nice and simple. If I publish a post today and it costs me $100 to get written, my VA to upload everything I spent on that article, then it will take 10 months for me to pay this back and start making a profit. Except, you know, the three months we just allowed then to count posts, we need to do it with this as well, right? So if we're saying it takes three months for a post to get traction, 
then it's not 10 months to start earning a profit, it's 13 months. Okay, so that is quite a while. And I like to see better than that, right? To me, I don't want to invest so that 13 months I might make some money. You know, that feels risky to me. Conversely, if you aren't outsourcing, think about what you want your time to be worth at a minimum and make sure you use that. Okay, say you just wanted $20, you knew to get a post to do all the jobs for a post was maybe going to take you six hours and it's $120. Okay, that's what you would use for this calculation. And this is where concentrating on your RPM and trying to get a better return can lead to far more income. So say I double my RPM in the next couple of months, which could very well happen. Then I'm making twice as much money per article and my articles could be making closer to $21 a month. So this means only eight months to pay back the article, which sounds pretty good to me. And that's including those three months we talked about. You know, I am happy to invest to start making money month nine. Now, this is quite a rough and ready calculation. In reality, obviously, some articles do better than others and make more. If you have a pattern to them, then you can work this out per article type, which is like the best way to go if you can. For example, I have worked out previously that my Amazon buying guides on a certain site make $80 a month on average, like per article. Now, I could work this out as I counted the number of articles with Amazon links. I then use the Amazon revenue plus the Azoic revenue for those posts to work out how much they made and then got to the $80 average for each. Now, to get one planned, written, edited, uploaded and published, because I outsourced the whole thing beyond finding the main keyword, that cost me $273 on average. Okay, so I worked all of that out, looking at what I was spending, how long it took, all of that. So that means counting those three months again before I expect to see a return and to make money, it would take me six and a half months to get that $273 back. So, you know, I actually think that's pretty damn awesome. And then to be making $80 a month profit at that point, you know, sign me up. And I did a lot of articles when I was getting that type of return. So if you can make these calculations per article type, you'll get much more useful figures and be able to make informed decisions of where to spend your time and money. Like I'm I'm sure I cut back my calculation for for the Malaysia site to hotel guides, you know, with Agoda doing pretty well at the moment. They would have a much better average earning, so they're more worth investing in. Hey, I could look at all the ones that I have hotel links in. I could use that Agoda money. I could still look at the Azoic and I could work out how much they're making on average. Um, You know, they do tend to cost a bit more than some of my other article types to get written as well. And I could just work out if that return is worth it. And then I know if it's worth, you know, spending my time outsourcing it. This is a really good thing to do too if you're at that cusp of deciding if you're ready to start outsourcing content or if you're outsourcing a bit and you're like, should I invest more money? Should I get more? You know, doing these calculations can help you to decide logically what step is best to take. And it's interesting. It's one of those things that like, you know what? It never occurred to me I could work this out for for many years in my business, even though I was outsourcing content. And then a couple of years ago when I realized I could just do this actually quite easily, it kind of blew my mind a bit, um, especially because more so that I just never realized I should have been doing it. You know, they didn't do it for so long. And I kind of looked at it more. How much am I willing to invest? This should make some money. But now I can make really proper firm decisions and I can even compare what is more worthwhile to spend money on. Now, of course, if you're new to blogging and you don't have these figures to work off, it is harder to work this out. If you're starting a second site or third or whatever it is, I'd work on what you've been able to achieve before. If that's not good or, you know, you are new, I have started using $10 a month as a guide per article for my new sites focused on ad revenue. I'm kind of assuming I could get like a $20 RPM on ads if I'm focused on American traffic. You know, if you're not focused on American traffic, you're probably going to need to go lower than this. Um, And if I could get like, you know, 500 page views per article, that's kind of where I'd end up at. 
Now, this is lower than what you'll be able to get with affiliate-focused sites. Um, but if you haven't had success with affiliates before, it's a safer starting point. And then as you get better, um, you know, you can you can put this up. Like my Malaysia site at the moment, I have to think $10 a month. If, if I get my RPM up, get more traffic, then I can, you know, start thinking a bit higher. So how can you use that number? Well, I mean, obviously you can use it like I've already talked about, but what I'm really doing with these numbers is working out the risk I'm taking on and to help me make smart decisions with how much I spend. Because if I'm only going to be making $10 a month, I don't want to spend more than $70 an article, right? Because to me, it's like I don't want to get a return in two years' time. That feels very risky. I've got to keep the site going really well for all that time. Everything's got to just really work out. Um, And I feel like that's more crossing my fingers and hoping for the best and being smart. So I don't really want to wait, you know, more than seven months to pay off, which is what $70 is. And then, of course, I have to take into account the time it takes for an article to take off. So if I was using my general three months, that's still 10 months before I see a profit. I really don't want to wait longer than that. But, you know, for a new site, like I've been spending a lot on new sites lately, I have to expect a six to 12 month Google sandbox period. So it is a a gamble, you know, that's quite a long time to see a payoff. So I've got to be really careful about how much I'm spending. Now, if I'm only going to spend $70 an article, obviously this feeds into the type of articles that I can create, you know, if I want to keep costs that low. It certainly wouldn't work in travel where I would have things like things to do in whatever articles, hotel guides, et cetera, like the latest travel site I've started. It is me writing it because I know I can't invest the money, which always makes me laugh a bit in my head because if it's not worth me outsourcing it, it's not worth my time either. (laughs) Anyway, I have other goals with that. At least I'm making a decision based on facts from knowing all of this. So yeah, if I want to spend $70 an article, then I have to pick guides that are short and very easy to produce, right? To get the quality that I'd want. So someone can do it in an hour or two. So when I'm thinking about it from that end, like this is what I want to spend, it's like I can work backwards to make decisions on what I should be doing now and I can make much better, smarter decisions. Like I kind of touched on before, I can also compare what I want to spend my money on. So if I only have $1,000 I can invest this month, is it better to spend $70 on an article that would give me $10 a month and and do a whole lot of those or just do a few articles and spend $273 on an article for $80 a month, right? I can do those sums and work out where my money is best spent. Hopefully you can see how doing this can help you make smart decisions as well. It's really been transformative for me. It's helped me have the confidence to invest a lot more money in my business and to really understand like what the risk of that is and what the payoff is. Okay, so I'm just running a better, tighter business overall. Now you can find today's show notes for this episode at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash episode 35. You can ask questions there or in the DNW Facebook group at dnwcommunity.com. Now, make sure you subscribe to this channel because next episode, I hope to have much more interesting things to share with you as my case study gets more interesting. I look forward to chatting with you then. Thanks for listening to Make Money Blogging with Digital Nomad Wannabe. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable tips and strategies for growing traffic and income for your blog so you can build a blogging business you love. Don't forget to leave a review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you next episode.